Welcome to the Public Storyteller. My name is Michael Stock with Dr. Karen Neal. Karen is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. Hi, Karen. Hello, Michael. What story do you have today? Here's one from Margarita Castellon. The summer of 1961 was very different for me. I was a 10-year-old girl in Cuba in a city called Sagua La Grande, which was part of the province of Las Villas, right in the center of Cuba, the very north. And as you know, during that time, there was a program of the Diocese of Miami called the Peter Pan Program that accepted children uh, of people who were concerned that the government of Cuba was threatening to take away parental rights. So parents were sending kids to the United States received by the Diocese of Miami, and they were being sent to different places. So we came with our nuns, our teachers. If you recall um, uh, Maurice Ferre, Maurice Ferre was a mayor in Miami, possibly the 90s, I may be wrong, but we're talking about his aunt. She was the nun who was a friend of the family and the Ferret family had chartered a flight to take the nuns out from Cuba to take them to the United States. And they had a few seats open and they asked my parents if they wanted them to to bring us to the United States. So four of us came uh, with our nuns. We were six siblings. One of them was already here, much older sibling. He was here already. So I came with my sister and two of my brothers. My little brother stayed in Cuba with my parents until they eventually came. And we arrived at um, the airport in Miami, Bastille Day. And instead of being taken to whatever foster places we were destined for, uh, we were taken away by different people who knew us. My sister went on with the nuns to Puerto Rico. The two brothers went to stay with my oldest brother, who was living in one little tiny efficiency in Fort Lauderdale. I was taken away by a friend of ours from our hometown in Cuba who lived across the street from us. She and her husband managed Hotel America, which was in downtown Miami on 2nd Street and 3rd Avenue, very close to the Greyhound Station and right next to the Everglades Hotel, which was then like the big skyscraper of Miami. So that's where I landed. And I landed there uh, without any real adult supervision. So in the mornings, after breakfast and after getting ready, I would leave the hotel and just wonder. Here's a 10-year-old girl just wandering, exploring downtown Miami. For me, it wasn't a big deal. For me, it was just exploring, learning about new things. And I would go into the little stores in Miami at that time was just a set of small shops. 
Uh, the only big deals in Miami were Burdines and Richards and Walgreens, all right around Flagler and Miami Avenue. So I would just wonder, I would leave the hotel with $1 every day, and I would end up finally at a lunch place. Two of my favorites were Hong Kong restaurant, Chinese restaurant, and the other one was just the deli, not too far from the hotel. And alone, I would go to these places for lunch after first having stopped at Jesu Catholic Church, also in downtown Miami, where I went to mass. There was a rosary after mass, then off to lunch at either one of these places. Again, all alone. After lunch, I would go to either of two restaurants, mostly the one that was just west of the hotel. It was called Restaurant Minerva. It was owned by a couple from Spain, and there I could finally speak Spanish. The morning I wandered and explored just by myself without really communicating with anybody. But that hotel at um, Restaurant Minerva, there was this uh, young girl at the salad uh, station who had a chihuahua right in the kitchen of the restaurant. So I would come and spend the afternoon playing in the kitchen of the restaurant with the chihuahua or just chit-chatting with her. She even let me help her once in a while. Remember, I was only 10 years old. Other times I would go toward Biscayne Boulevard where there was a restaurant called Toledo. That, that was also owned by a family from Spain. And there I would sit and chit chat with people. Now, I have no idea how people tolerated me. Of course, I was a nice little girl. Several years later, I found out that that restaurant was a mob hangout. So here I was, a 10 year old little girl, totally unsupervised during the day, I have no clue how I felt so comfortable walking down the streets, stopping in all these places, engaging people in conversation. I don't know how that happened, but I felt cared for. I felt people were friendly. I never had a sense that there was any possible danger or that I was in danger at all. In the evenings, the hotel would become like Grand Central Station for people from my hometown who just came to come together and, and visit. So the evenings were a little bit safer. I never wandered off, except on Halloween of 1961, where a little boy and I went trick-or-treating all over downtown Miami at night. We knocked on bars, not having a clue of what dangers may be lurking just around the corner. That was my summer of 61. And finally, my parents arrived in by October. And after some very, very difficult months, we ended up in Fort Pierce, which is where I grew up my, my teen years. There we were received really warmly and we became just part of the community. Margarita Castellon, a story about coming to Miami. 
Oh, Michael, if all of our stories were this Miami, Florida <laughs> centered, what a wonderful story. I don't mean they should all be from Miami. I just mean what a quintessential Florida story coming from Cuba in this special Peter Pan program, 1961. And she names all these landmarks. I just love this story. And I'd see, say that Margarita was a very lucky girl to be able to come out of Cuba, come to Miami, and have her family together finally. Yeah, not only lucky, but the word intrepid comes to mind. <laughs> I mean, 10 years old, and she and nothing faced her. She played with the chihuahua. And of course, she didn't know it was a mob restaurant. But just the whole situation, it could be a movie. It really could. I thought it was interesting. She had a lot of connections in Miami even before getting here with Maurice Ferre. And by the way, I looked him up. I didn't realize he was mayor six terms. I also loved that she mentioned Bastille Day. How many people would say, oh, it happened in the summer. It was Bastille Day. And she's not French. Of course, Bastille Day, the day of the storming of the Bastille during the French Revolution, is July 14th. Not many people, when they're mentioning July 14th, they may say the Ides of March for March 15th, but I don't know how many people would say July 14th was Bastille Day unless they were French. I was very impressed by that. I was impressed by this 10-year-old girl on her own walking around the city as if she owned the place. On one level, she's older than her years, but on the other hand, She's a little girl. She's in love with this chihuahua. So there's a bit of old beyond her years and very mature, but there's also a bit of just a normal 10-year-old in a very, very difficult situation, absolutely making the best of it in Miami from 60 years ago. It's just a great story. I'm glad that Margarita has such positive memories of coming to the United States. And thanks for bringing that story in, Karen. Uh, I understand you have an event coming up. Yes, the monthly storytelling slam at the Boca Raton Public Library is next Sunday at 4 p.m. That's August 20th. For more information, go to bocalibrary.org. And we'd like to have more South Florida stories from our listeners. How can we get in touch with you, Karen? Send me an email to cneil, that's C-N-E-I-L-E, at F-A-U dot E-D-U, and I'll send you the instructions. There's also information at our website at WLRN.org. Click radio and the public storyteller. Thanks, Karen. Thank you, Michael. See you next week. Dr. Karen Neal is a professional storyteller and teaches at Florida Atlantic University. My name is Michael Stock. The Public Storyteller returns next Sunday.